Greetings, everybody. I am Ray. And I'm Mama Mayo. And we are back for episode number five. And we're delighted. We're just bringing inspiration to the soul. So today we're outside. We're going to uh, try something new so you guys can see us. And we are outside. So all the noise in the background is going to be birds and... uh, Anything else that's making noise, undis and undis undisrupted, un yes, yeah. So you'll get uh, live and uncut. Our topic for the day is called moving on, and let us open up with prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, our nation is in need of a healing. Father God, we pray for our nation. We lift up government. We lift up our president. Lord, we lift up families that are just torn apart. And God, we just want you to intervene on our behalf. We pray that this episode will just bring healing to someone out there that's trying to make a decision in their life. God, let us be an inspiration to them. Let them hear a word today and bring clarity today. Father God, I just want this nation to be healed of so many broken hearts. And thank you for what you're about to do in this episode. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So I don't have any statistics this time because we're just talking about the topic of uh, moving on. So I'll let you uh, start it off. Uh, When I um, chose this topic about moving on, Moving on um, deals with past relationships, disappointments in life, jobs, and life situations. God is telling us in this time of sheltering in place that in life's disappointments, we have to move on. Um, and the scripture that we chose for the day um, coming, is coming from Philippians 4.13. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before us. When I think about life hindrances, it causes a, a roadblock in our lives. We can't allow people to control our destination. Rachel. Moving on. Or what you, oh. <laughs> what, what you want me to talk oh, about? Okay. No, I'm just going to say, okay, well, I'll finish my quote. Um, moving on for me um, was when I was in... Um, a situation um, of racism um, on my job in my early 20s and I fell under the affirmative action plan. Under this plan was, um, I thought, a great job opportunity 
for me to get into a company but when I realized I got into the company that I was the only um, African American in the workplace and I used to work with this lady that thought that she was um, a queen well I would say I'm just like a queen also but she would what she didn't finish doing the day I end up doing her job but I already had three bosses and of course every boss was ego tripping so I was like well wait a minute Lord I can't I said, well, who work I supposed to do first? So everybody wanted their um, job done first. And I was like, this is crazy. But I would come home. I would talk to my husband. You know, I got married. You know, we I got married in my late um, 20s. And I was like, how in the world they want me to work with three Caucasian males, I got this Caucasian lady sitting beside me and everybody telling me what to do. So I felt like Edith Bunker. Every time they said my name, I would jump up. I mean, I was literally running back and forth to copiers, signing off on endorsements, and I was like, what in the world? Exactly to the year that I was hired, this the head man called me in and shut the door. I said, yes, sir, can I help you today? He said, oh, I just want to talk to you. And I said, uh, talk to me about what? He said, Miss Davis, we have come to the conclusion that you just don't fit in our company anymore. I said, don't fit in. Uh, yeah, I said, well, Susie over there with her legs crossed every day. I said, how come you ain't talking to her? He said, we ain't discussing her. It's about you. I said, oh, really? And the Holy Spirit had to tell me, don't get in the flesh mail, because you know the powerful woman was getting ready to come up. And I said, Lord, suppress that spirit right now. So I said, what are you saying? Well, today, if it's okay, because, you know, it's um, two weeks before Christmas. Can you just go ahead and clean your desk? I said, what kind of reasoning? He said, I told you. You just don't fit in. And he sat back in his chair. I said, okay. I immediately went to my desk, cleaned it out, and I walked out the door. He said, but your day ain't over. I said, you get the one with the leg crossed to finish the day, because I'm gone. And I shut the door. So, of course, I called my sister. Girl, she, 
sister said, Nell, get over it. I've been laid off 14 times. God will provide. But even with that experience, it left a black cloud over my head. So I really had to get God to help because a lot of us are walking with a black cloud over our heads and you gotta know within your spirit you are better than that and um i was watching a movie what blessed us and rachel can tell you about um the movie that we saw together which really inspired my life even the more but I thank God for um, my sister inspiring me um, not to give up. Don't ever be discouraged. When a door closes, God is letting you know, I'm getting ready to open up another door. And God did. And But I had to deal with, I thought that I was worthless. I thought that... Um, I wasn't intelligent enough, but God says, the gift is in you, Mel. But that job taught me to multitask, and that truly is my gift today. Um, my principals, everybody that I have ever worked under said, Mel, you truly have a gift, girl, to multitask. How do you do it? And because of that experience that I thought was the black cloud, God turned that thing around for the good. So I think I'll talk about uh, my experiences because I'll say, were you in your 20s or your 30s when when that happened? 20s. Just so yeah, so the, I'll say, yeah. shoot, uh, I can say 30, 40 years later, um, you try and see like where have have we progressed or have we not progressed? Right. And I'll just say even with my experience of when I first graduated uh, with my engineering degree, and I had started at this company, and uh, I'll say upper management or upper leadership, they love me. They're like, oh, you're so great, you'll do great. But like, it's kind of funny that you said that with your job because when I started I also had three managers I had two males and one female manager and um, I was going through the same thing of them all giving me work and them all expecting it at the same time, time. and um, like you said even in your struggle you do learn you have to think about okay I'm going through this season right now what am I supposed to learn in that season like you said I learned, I learned multitasking in that season to the point that they would give me stuff in the morning and I would have it completed by like either 10 or noon. So I'm going back to them like, hey, you know, I've, I've completed all this, you know, do you have anything else for me to work on? And they're like, oh, you, you did this already? Like, uh, we didn't expect you to complete this, you know, so quickly. So, I mean, I work in construction, so at that time, it was just like, oh, okay, we'll just go in the field and monitor that. So, at one point, when you're managing construction, you can't, 
<laughs> you can't manage but for so long because um I would be considered a project engineer, which, uh, and then um, you have a superintendent that runs the project. So I was kind of like working with him one-on-one, kind of in the mornings, and then in the evenings, I was in the office working on anything uh, management-wise. But to a point, I was just like, well, man, I, I didn't completed all of that, so what else? So then you also got to think about your time and, and what you spend during that day. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, what else can I do? Because they're obviously not trying to help me or build my career. So in that time period, I was like, oh, okay, well, let me work on my certifications. Let me, let me yeah. brush up on my reading. So mm-hmm. even when you're put in seasons, you also have to figure out a way to progress because right. people won't always push you. So then after that, it was just like, you know, you have your six your six month evaluation, your twelve month evaluation. So at my six month evaluation, I'm going to my VP like, hey, you know, I've expressed all these concerns to my managers. I want to do more. I want to learn more, but I'm not seeing the effort. So I had that at six months. So another six months go by, and I'm at my twelve month evaluation. I I'm I having the same conversation, and then I would say like. The pettiness and the racism, I can yes, say that, exactly. started kicking Call in. It what it is. Because, um, you know, you in construction, pretty much anything says and anything they say goes. So words will fly regardless. So I'll just say that. And um, I, w- I still voice my concern again at 12 months. And I'm like, hey, you know, we talked about this six months ago and I haven't. I haven't seen anything progress. Um, so then I'm talking to my mom, like, Mom, I'm so unhappy. And I think the difference between, I think, our our generation, millennials and uh, baby boomers, is they always want you to stay at a job. So my mom was like, well, you should just stay and, you know, just see how it goes. And I'm like, Mom, I am literally miserable. miserable and yeah. I always was like, I feel like I should not go to work and be miserable. And like. That's- True. You should be able to go to jo- you should be able to go to work and enjoy what you're doing. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed when I was in the field doing the work. But when it came down to being in the office and dealing with all the stress and the pressures and the the talking, I'll just say talking that was that was voiced, it was stressful. And I was like, Mom, I should not be stressful. And when you when you're stressed to the point. To that point, it affects your mental and your your physical body. body. So I was just like, Mom, I am miserable. Like, I know you want me to stick it out, and I know you <laughs> want me to stick with this company. Like, they're great. But then, God blessed me to see the financials. So I started doing... Do your research. <laughs> I started doing the books. And I, and I know we talk about, you know... Um, being equally paid, paid and yeah. men versus women... I started doing the books and I started calculating this stuff and I was like, well, this lady been here for such and such a sheep only making this. So I'm calculating my years and I'm calculating my time period. And I'm like, I'm only going to get to this at when by the time I'm 40. I was like, mom, uh-uh. this is another sign. Like, <laughs> it should be equal pay. pay if, if I'm yeah. doing the same level of work as you or more and I've been at the company longer than you, we should be close to or not the same mm-hmm. pay rate. So I was like, Mom, this is another sign. She was like, well, if you <laughs> you still unhappy. It's so, time to go. So yeah. I had ended up getting a, a um, 
research. recruiter and, mm-hmm. and worked and worked and worked. And I think God blessed me because I was able to move to another job that where I met another coworker and then he even pushed me to another level because right. I feel like regardless where you go, God always places somebody in your life to help make you a better person. Mm-hmm. And I know that he made me into a better engineer because you know, you think that you're doing something the right way and then he's like, No, you need to take it to another level. You should be yeah. you should be ten steps ahead of the next person. You so you had to do your own research. But I say all that to get to the movie that, that mom was talking about. We watched the Madam um CJ Walker special or T V series um that's on Netflix. And yes. that's what I was talking about about Oof. Just even back then, the gender norms of even though her husband supported him, to an extent, it always came back to, well, you need to still be cleaning the house, washing the dishes, doing all of the household stuff. But I like I feel like it's a it's a it it should be an equal, equal or 50 50 partnership. And it shows you also even between the black race on how we. Um, discriminate between you know if you're fair skin or you're dark skin right. or you so she dealt with all of that right which we still that was in the deal 1900s with, and yeah. we still deal with that now where we as black people still discriminate in our own race when we should be building each other up and it doesn't matter the color of your skin and that's what madam cj walker um there was a lady that she was in competition with just because she was light-skinned, um, she felt that, and what she did at that time, uh, was winning in the market um, and made her her feel less confident in herself. But the thing is, one thing about Madam C.J. Walker, she had the spirit within her to say, I'm just as good. All of us as women, men, we still need to say, I'm just as good because all of us are gifted differently. And stop trying to be somebody else. Madam C. Walker took a stand. No, you're going to put my face on my product. I am not a light-skinned black woman. This is me. But she also said that she wanted her projects for all all shades of black Black women. Black people, yes. Because the previous lady only focused on like the fair skin, Skin. pretty girl. Like that was her, her, right. Her, um, and we're all pretty. And also it, in the movie, which hurt me, even as the husbands even discriminated against their wives. Mm -hmm. Like they would have formal balls and the women that were, had master's degrees, had went to college, all they did at the balls was serve the rich folks tea. I'm going, Madam G Walker said, you better than that. Mm -hmm. Why are y'all serving tea? So she was the one that helped 
um, get the wives and um, formed a club. And I think as of today, we have clubs that black women are in and we need to support one another and stop cutting each other down. And I think, um, God, for I was against Rachel, I'm going to be honest, when she joined her sorority. But what I'm seeing in her sorority is that they are coming together. You have power in numbers and that they work together. And at every meeting, they open up with prayer and they end every meeting with prayer. And in my notes, I said, having a relationship with God taught me I didn't have to prove anything to people that the favor of God was on my life. In Exodus 14, um, verses 14 and 15, tells us the Lord shall fight for you. And I saw that over my life. Like Rachel said, God would even put people in your pathway. Everywhere I went, everywhere, there was always a person to push me to the next level. When I said fight for you, I remember when I first went into education and there was a lady said, Melody, you got a gift to teach. You got to go to school and get your credentials. You are truly gifted. And I said, really? She said, I'm the principal. When I say you are gifted, I've never seen a woman that could come in a classroom, disruptive, tore up, and just stand there, your presence, everybody, get back in their seats. You got a gift. So I said, okay. You know, God has gifted all of us. Find your gift. Find your talent and be yourself. And don't let past failures keep you in bondage, but it's time to just move on. And as I finish my scripture, it says, The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And I learned sometimes it's a time to speak, and it's a time to listen. And it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Don't be crying to everybody, because everybody don't know. Everybody can't relate to you. But he said, cry unto me. Speak unto the children of Israel that they need to go forward. And that's what Moses had to do. He had to pick certain people he could talk to. And God says, okay, consult me. I hear you, Moses. It's time to move on. Just because you in slavery, you ain't got to stay there. Oh no, it's time to move. We are not in slavery and people need to stop treating people like slaves. Even in relationship, some husbands treat women like slaves. Mm -hmm. Slavery is gone and we are not trying to bring it back. Sometimes I even found out in life 
you can become a CEO and be an African American and be just as arrogant, airhead, and 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 it's not right. You have to have compassion for your work workers, and that's what I learned with Madam C.J. Walker. She said, for every worker that works for me, I'm going to give back to them. And they were able to buy shares in her company, but she made sure she gave them a fabulous ball, and she rewarded them. Why can't you have a giving spirit? The more you give, it's going to come back. And because she had a giving spirit, that woman ended up being, if you read your history, a millionaire, female, African female, and started her own business from the ground up. And bought a house near Rockefeller. And, <laughs> and lived near Rockefeller. And he was the one that taught her how to invest her money. A millionaire beside a millionaire. And you know millionaires gonna take care of each other. Why can't we share our gifts and talents? If we see somebody down on the floor, will you lend a helping hand and pull the person back up? God says, God tells us, I can't do anything for you when you throw a pity party. And Lord knows, I thank God for that strong sister of mine. She was said, it's time to get off the flow mail. Stop dwelling on the past. Pick yourself up and move on. And through that, I just thank God that I've always had a strong woman of inspiration to push me through and to the next level. Rachel, the word tells us. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. In this process of moving on, we got to have a joyful spirit. And that's what I was telling Rachel. Um, if you want to move on, you, you got to have a joyful spirit. I said, you got to have a spirit of worship. God can't, he can't move when you're bitter. He can't move when you don't have no joy in your life. He, you got to learn to just get up and have words of inspiration. And, and as of the day, she truly is gifted with just blessing people, inspiration for the day, giving people words. You know, he can move in your life when you don't hold bitterness in your heart. And one thing about moving on, that even though um, sometimes when we have good men, oh, that's the key. When you got a good man in your life, don't drag your good man down to the ground because right now it's so hard for them. I'm married to an African-American man 
And I have to always support him because the battle is very hard for him. So I make sure I do what I can do. And that is stand on my knees. My daughter can tell you, I be up in the night talking to God and they have seen it in action. He tell me when to pray, I can sense stuff in the spirit. Oh, oh no, something going down. But be that kind of wife to your husband because it's not easy. All right, Rachel, and if, if I keep unworthy, Keep it, keep it, Rachel. It's like she's so busy, focused on. I'm focused on what I'm saying. I'm, I'm thinking. She's as well. meditating on what I'm saying, and then I say, if you keep, if you keep, the key is a lot of women think they're unworthy, but never think that about yourself. You got to look at yourself and say, I'm better than this. Never take abuse off of people. Um, and sometimes if they don't want to go to counseling, um, don't let nobody beat up on you with words. Words are very damaging. And, you know, you just got to pray to God. Okay, God, do I stay in this situation or do I move on? Do I stay on this job or do I move on? Because you are worth every penny that you work on. And like Rachel said, I'm not happy. Um, I remember one job, they just stopped giving her jobs and they wanted her to sit at her desk for eight hours and do nothing. That was I, my first job. That was her first job. I said, this is crazy. She said, they won't give me nothing. They just want her to sit there and look pretty. I said, uh-uh, you ain't go to, to um, Clark Atlanta and North Carolina A&T to sit at a desk and look pretty. Uh-uh. She was like the token for the company. And they so proud. Yeah, we got an African-American. Uh-uh. You are better than that. All right. So our first point was to um, stop living in the past. So make sure that even though you go through these things, that you uh, don't dwell on them and that you move on and that you take these experiences and you're able to minister and help other uh, other students other people you know i know i'm an advocate for giving back to the community and um have a couple little mentees and just just making sure that you're giving back because these kids are our future and now more than ever they need strong positive yes. role models if you black white it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But um, I know I do a lot of work with the Boys and Girls Club and um, just schools in my area because they need to see positive black role models and know that they can get out and can be successful. So make sure you look, take your, take your past experiences and use them um, for the greater. Um. And number two talks about prepare for the future. What do I really want to do in life? And sometimes we are in jobs 
just to be in a job. But what my spiritual father says, and all of us, there's a millionaire status in all of us. But if you never expose your children to a better life, they don't know about a better life. And one thing I'm glad about that I expose my children to a better life. And I was telling Rachel, I said, Rachel, you have been to the palace. You have uh, walked on marble floors. You have been to gated communities and the gates were made of pure gold. So start dreaming big. It's an entrepreneur in all of us and I am um, always listen to Bill Winston and he says, we got to start back owning companies because we gotta be billionaires and we have to be, I'm not trying to be not realistic but if I saw this lady came out of a project situation and went door to door selling her products and became a millionaire, that's hope for all of us. Like I'm saying, what's on, what's on the inside of you? Write the vision. Some of us are not goal setters. I've taught my kids at an early age. Every year, you should have goals. And scratch off. I remember when I used to um, visit my, I think it's Rachel's bathroom. She would write her goals, and then you used to scratch it off in the bathroom. She would scratch off, I've accomplished this, I've accomplished this. Um, I remember Jesse when he was in his in his um, bedroom. He wrote on now. This was when he was in elementary school. He said, "I'm gonna play for the what is it, Cowboys." I said, "What?" So I didn't stop him from that dream. He had to, he would design the helmet. I mean, everything was just cowboys, 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 cowboys. Not knowing that seed was planted in my son at an early age. He made a goal, had his little goals, but not knowing that God would take him to where the Dallas Cowboys are. And he said, Mama, God fulfilled my dreams. And and I mean, he been meeting the football players. I mean, hey, you know, you so-and-so, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, but that's God. But suppose he never pursued. Suppose he never wrote out his vision. You got to have a vision board. Start small. If, uh, if you say, I want a car, okay, 
What kind of car? God says, well, she just want a car. So guess what? It could be a clunker. You didn't say what kind. Write the vision. I want a blue car. Rachel always said, I want a beamer. I said, what? I said, what you want, child? I want a beamer. Okay. Write it down, Rachel. And guess what? She wrote it down. The vision came to pass. So what's in your wallet? <laughs> what's in your cards? Write the vision. Start small. A lot of y'all probably miserable sitting up on your job. And, and But do you have a plan? What's your plan? I told Rachel, God had given me a vision, what is about six months ago. I was on a corporate plane. I said, I don't know which child it is. But God said, you're going to be on a corporate plane. And I said, well, Lord, I received that. But, you know, we got to pursue. And, and it could be God giving me another vision. I don't know. But write it. Write it out. All of us should have a plan. We should not be at the same level we were at last year. That means we're in a stagnant state. So when the water is stagnant, what's happening to the water? It's starting to stink. So that means God says it's time to move. Just like she said, she even wrote um, about a year ago, I want to work for federal government. I said, okay, what you going to do about it? She wrote it out. Of course, she's going to say, Mama, I'm writing it, but you need to pray. I said, I said, Rachel, you need to pray for yourself. But every time. Every little prayer helps, y'all. Every little prayer. Little extra Rachel said, prayer I'm, I'm, I'm telling the woman that can get a prayer through. Every little prayer. I mean, but I, I'm glad that my children feel that I have a deep connection with God. And God knows if you tell me, I'm going to pray. And and I thank God that they they recognize me as the mama, as a praying mama. So what are your children saying about you? You can be successful and still be a mean parent. So you think about your actions. No, but I will say... <laughs> Everything that could happen, happened to prevent or to sway me from not, from not joining. So I feel like that's how you know that your breakthrough is coming because everything, I was, my job was crazy. And I was like, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I got to get up out of here. <laughs> because I would end up saying something that yeah, I should watch not what you say. say to these people. Yeah. But that's how you know that, that God was behind the scenes, yeah. opening doors and making a way out of nowhere. Because when I had that interview, I was like, I ain't never been this nervous since, like, freshman year of college. Yeah. Like... I'm holding my hands under the table so I'm not like shaking my leg but I was like I'm gonna just answer all the questions to the best of my ability 
and if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Right, and so. that's that's how I tell my kids. Yeah. Well, I remember because even with uh, a situation with my son, and and you know it didn't go as well as he expected it, and I told my son, "Don't be discouraged." No, but I told. I told I told my daddy because sometimes I talk to my daddy when I want to tell my mama stuff. Cause she <laughs> like to tell my brothers all the stuff. So I said, "Daddy, I said, nah. I said, I know I know too many people that work for that company, and he will be more, he will be working twice as many hours as he's already working, just for a pay increase." Yeah. So I knew I knew that he valued family and he valued time. Yes. And you want something that is not gonna work you. Uh, shoot 60 80 hour a week it's not worth it just yeah. for a, just a few for extra yeah. dollars so i said it wasn't it wasn't meant to be and the job that's that's meant to be will will be placed right. or maybe he'll get promoted within the company you know you yeah. never know like what's what's in god's you know divine order or divine plan you know for your life even though you might be unhappy in that season Ultimately, God is controlling our lives and, and 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 controlling, you know, where we are meant to be. And maybe His season is not up where right. He currently is, and maybe right. He still needs to minister to somebody at His job, or He still needs to connect with, you know, one or two more people at His job. So you also have to think about, well, what does God really want me to do while I'm here? Because yes, I'm unhappy, but okay. Was I supposed to minister minister to somebody mm-hmm. or bless somebody today? Yeah. So you you have to think about that or ask ask for wisdom and guidance mm-hmm. from God to guide you. To 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 know like okay, well, who do I really need to minister today? Right. Because obviously I want something different for myself, but obviously it's not the right time and it's not the right season for me to leave or go somewhere else. So just just keep that in mind. Right, and and on every job. Every job I have gone, it's been a purpose, and it's been somebody that I had to help and to minister to. So that's what one thing about my sister said. You are not there to collect that paycheck, right? but you are there to minister mm-hmm. um, to whoever he speaks to you about. And most of the time, it was just showing kids love. I mean, these some of these kids were just, I can't even find words to say. But showing them real love just broke that barrier in them. And just like on a job, sometimes adults are just mean because they don't know what real love is. But the sad part about it, you got adults that don't know real love, but they're teaching your children. <laughs> I got a problem with that. But I've always been an advocate that if I see something not right, trust me. This woman here, Mama Mel, gonna say something. And everybody that know me, if it ain't right, sometimes my children would say, Mama, please don't say nothing right now. 
but I'm not going to allow people to be abused. Mm -hmm. We be having to get her in the store, (laughs) y'all. Please don't speak to these kids. Right. They're not your kids. That's what they say. These are not your children. They're not your kids. You are not in the school system today. Right. But the thing is, but they be abusive to their mamas. Mm -hmm. And I be like, the mamas won't even correct them. But I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. And I can give a child a look. Rachel can tell you every time what what happens, Rachel. They straighten right up. But why couldn't a mama do that? But no child is going to embarrass me. My children never <laughs> embarrass me in a store. And even now, and I said, I don't care if you 30 years old. You ain't going to talk smart to me. I'll be like, hold up. I do not talk smart to you. It's not Rachel. <laughs> it's not Rachel. But I do see people in their 20s just because they in their 20s be disrespectful to their parents when their parents don't struggle now we still have to show respect to our elders and to our parents and rachel know that mm-hmm. all right rachel what is goal number three? Um, oh, we talked about goal number uh point number, number three, three was mm-hmm. setting goals um which we talked about, um, a, a person that is a goal setter will always reach their potentials, never good, never give up on your dreams and your visions that God has given you, which we, we uh, discussed already. Ready. And number four, and we're coming to a close, this is ask God for help. Use your resources when you feel you've been mistreated on your job. And that's one thing I like about my kids. Um, they'll call and and they always give me a situation. Ma, I got this situation. <laughs> but I'm glad. How do I handle this situation? And I said, Rachel, use your resources. I said, one thing about I'm proud about my family is I have a great family, a family that have stuck together, that have worked together, and we love each other. And it makes a difference that my child can call their uncles anytime and say, how do I handle this? They can talk to their daddy anytime. How do I handle this? God knows they got a strong-willed auntie but we all multiple aunties mo- yes <laughs> multiple aunties and they all are entrepreneurs and their brains are always working but they're always there um to help um our family and this is when i say use your resources we will Make sure that um, never let your employee know you are not knowledgeable. And that's one thing. Um, If I didn't know something, I would always tell my boss, I'll get back with you. Let me research that. Um, And I'm good with um, money and and budget. Um, And I thank God that um, um, 
uh, previous boss gave me that opportunity to work with budgets. I said, why in the world you want to put, put me in a position like that? Oh, girl, you can do it. And that was the best thing I thoroughly enjoyed working with the budgets. And child, when they tried to, uh, mm-mm, we ain't going down. Mm-mm, that's not the budget line. But I stuck with that budget. I could balance that penny down to the D. But I love it. But know your gift and know your role and know what you're good at. And in some things I would say, oh, oh, I ain't going there. That's not my cup of tea. And, and my weakness is, well, not, I would say a weakness, but it's the computer. And they said, my boss said, well, you're going to have to learn it. I said, not today. <laughs> I would call people around my office and say, can you help me? But I would get the work done. But when I know that I wasn't good at something, I use my resource, but guess what? By the end of the day, the job was done. My work was always on time. Because why I serve an on-time God. And that's how you have to be on your job. Never be lazy, slothful, but be the best that you can be. Amen. Okay, so just to wrap it up, just to do a little quick summary, we, we talked about four points. The first point was stop living in the past. Y'all gotta let on, y'all gotta let it go, move on. Number two, prepare for the future. Make sure you're always thinking ahead. I feel yes. like I always want to quote that line from uh, the TV show where um, the father always says, um, you gotta be 10 steps ahead of, um, of I, I'll say Caucasian people, but 10 steps ahead. <laughs> But I think that's just my my model has always been that anyway. Yeah. Like, okay, you give me this assignment, but let me work on it. But then let me work on something that I think you're gonna you think you're gonna assign me. So then when they ask you the questions, you're already prepared. You're already you're already ready for it. So you can you can apply that to your current situation and then also your future. So what do you uh, see yourself in the next year, five years, ten years? just try and plan and then that goes into point number three which is about setting goals uh mom always instilled in me to set goals i know some people say resolutions but yeah, we always did our goals the first of the year and it's always good to see at the end of the year where where did i cross off anything did i not cross off anything did i cross off anything did i complete the whole list so that gives you a better a better stance as well for yourself like did i grow did i mature you know did i did i or did i like you say stay stagnant mm -hmm. um the whole year and then the last point was ask god for help um it's important to build your relationship with god and um even if you don't know what to say, I know sometimes, you know, you just take a journal and you just write it out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just good to just write it out. You don't know, you don't know what to say to God. Just write, yeah. just write. And, and you'll be surprised at how doors were open for you. Just for you, just writing it out and just getting it all out. Um, 
and that's all we have for this so my mom always picks a song but i also picked the song so of course she picked uh <laughs> moving on by jonathan McReynolds and mally music that's her that's gonna be our um song for the week but then i also did a song which is called mountains by sean johnson and that song spoke to me as far as um what we're dealing with right now and how we will always have mountains yes and it kind of goes with moving on so um just know that you gonna hit that mountain, you 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 climbing that mountain, you climbing that mountain, but at the peak of that mountain, eventually you gonna, you gonna reach it and eventually you gonna come down. When you come down, it's gonna be easier. So yeah. um, we pray that those two songs will speak to you, but we will add them to our um, to our channel so that you can um, click on them on our YouTube channel. And um, I will have mom pray out and we will talk to you guys later. And remember, um, please write us. Uh, we want feedback, um, whatever topic, um, write to us. And if you like the podcast, if you like the live better, let us know. Um, but it would be also, um, you know, on podcast, whatever. We have. Well, I don't she know. don't know you guys. I don't we know. have it on YouTube, but we also right. have it on Apple Podcasts. But um, you can write us on Instagram at Mom Let's Talk Show or our email address at Mom Let's Talk Show at gmail.com. So just tell us, you know, what you think, what you would like to see next, and uh, we can't wait to hear from you guys. Love it. And you will get a response back. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for blessing us today with our live broadcast. And Lord, we just thank you for just allowing hearts to receive what we got to say. It's time to move on. Changes are being made behind the scene because God is working things out. And God, we just love you for everything that you do for us. We will not stay stagnant. We're going to move on and we give God the glory. And we just thank you for what you're about to do because God is getting ready to do great things on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. And we will continue to bring inspiration to your souls. So I am Ray. And I'm Mama Bale. We love you guys. We love and you. And we can't wait to hear can't from you. Can't wait. Talk to you later. Bye. It's all the best you need. When everyone else around will only see the worst in me. Wish I had a witness today. Said he saw the best in me. I guess I'm going to make a testimony. Can I tell you one more time, one more time? I said he saw.